1: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com.
0: On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: You've tuned in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, October 12th. I'm Donald where we've got a big-time football game tonight, perhaps the game of the year so far in HBCU football. It's an SIAC matchup as Fort Valley State is going to be at Benedict, and uh, this is a game that's going to be on ESPN2. It's a game that originally was going to be on ESPNU, but has been moved to ESPN2. I think that is a super uh, big deal. Uh, for the SIAC to have a game in prime time uh, like this, and it promises, it promises to be an outstanding football game. You know, these two teams met last year in Fort Valley, and it, it, it was—I think even at the time, uh, Fort Valley State was ahead of Benedict in the polls in both the HBCU Division II Coaches Poll uh, and even, if I, if I remember correctly, the media poll uh, as well. And it was a blowout. Uh, Benedict came away with a blowout. Currently, when you look at the polls in the media poll, Benedict is ranked number three, while Fort Valley State is first week in the poll, is ranked number nine. In the Division II coaches poll, HBCU coaches poll, Benedict is number one, and Fort Valley State is number five. But you throw all of that out of the window, and you settle this thing on the football field. Now, if I look at this Fort Valley State team, it's coming off a nice victory over Savannah State, 38-24. to 24. Savannah State is always uh, a tough out, and Tus- uh, and uh, Fort Valley State losing its first game of the season with an opportunity uh, to perhaps win that football game against Tuskegee. Uh, I, I think it was a fourth-and-goal situation, and Fort Valley State could not convert. But that was game number one since then, Fort Valley State has pretty much been lights out. Its closest game has been against Edward Waters, 34 to 31. And we can see Edward Waters is a good football team. Mentioned it earlier in the week. You've got four teams in the SIAC undefeated with Edward Waters right there with only one loss um, in the conference. When I look at the Wildcats from an offensive perspective, they can run the football. I mean, there's no question about that. 146 yards. Rushing per game, Uh, giving some love to Brandon Marshall, the primary running back, 5.2 yards per carry uh, with five touchdowns, 534 yards on the season. Uh, But you can't sleep on Kentrell Williams either, 4.7 yards per carry. He's got five touchdowns. So we know that uh, Fort Valley State can run the football. But we also know that Fort Valley State, while it likes to run the football and can, uh, run the football, uh, it's about Kelvin Durham, uh, the quarterback. He's got 14 touchdowns to four interceptions on the season, completing about 58% of his passes. Uh, he's throwing for uh, in, or, or, or right at 224 yards passing per game, and he's distributing the football. That's what I like about Durham. He's distributing the football well. He's got one, two, three, four, five receivers that have caught 12 balls or more uh this season and and the thing about it uh, guys are catching the ball for about an average of uh right around 15 yards per reception so we know Durham can get the football down the field the one concern i may have is he's got to he's got to protect it four interceptions is not a whole lot in six games but but if you want to beat a benedict team you can't afford any interceptions or any turnovers the other thing I look at about uh, Fort Valley State is this from a def- from an offensive perspective, only five sacks. this offensive line is good. It's only given up five sacks all season long. Now maybe they haven't seen uh, the likes of a defense like Benedict uh, with you know with with the, the their bookends. Um, led by Danilis they may not have seen uh, that but five sacks is five sacks and I talked about this last week with Miles if Miles could do a good job of protecting um, its quarterback and it did it it did a good job Uh, uh, there were uh, Danilis had no say he had no tackles for loss I think they did a fair he had five tackles in the game but I think they the uh, Miles did a fairly decent job, or more than a decent job, I would say, in terms of protecting the quarterback. You know, when I look at Fort Valley State from a defensive perspective, the the Sean Gibbs and company, the head coach, they're going to be committed because Sean Gibbs loves to run the football. He's he's one of the preeminent running backs coach, uh, well, was before becoming a head coach. He was the running backs coach at North Carolina A&T. So he, he loves to run the football, but Fort Valley State believes in stopping the run, and they do a very good job of stopping the run, less than 80 yards given up per game. Um, the issue is teams have the ability to pass the football. You can have some success, from a numbers perspective okay from purely from a numbers perspective perspective in terms of passing the football against fort valley state giving up about 270 yards uh passing per game but that said i mean they're gonna make some plays on the football 12 uh interceptions as a team uh you know that's uh pretty good but the Fort Valley state doesn't do a great job in terms of forcing fumbles. Uh, Only two fumble recoveries all year. So 14 um, turnovers created by that defense is really, 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 really good. Uh, But the problem is Benedict passes the football. but they don't pass it that much. And the quarterback protects the football. We'll talk a little bit more um, about that. The one thing I do like about Fort Valley state also as well um, they're, they're, special teams, right? They're going to give you good field position. And that's the one thing I think that Fort Valley state is going to need, um, in this football game is going to need good field position. I mean, I, if I look at the numbers here, DeWan Bell, uh, is averaging close to 28 yards per return. He's got one touchdown. So if it, it, so look at it from this perspective, if he brings the ball out of the end zone, Fort Valley state on average is going to get the football at the 28 yard line. Generally speaking, if the ball goes in the end zone, he's probably not returning it. He's returning it probably somewhere on average, I would say, between the three and five yard line. So you're looking at a starting field position uh, somewhere between the 31 and 35, which is good. Good field position to start out for Fort Valley State. It's going to need those shorter fields uh, to be able to put some points up on the board against this uh, pretty stingy you know, pretty stingy Benedict defense. When I look at Benedict, I look at the run game, okay? The run game is absolutely outstanding uh, for Benedict, 190 yards rushing per game. Um, you know, if I look at Noah Air Scotland, right? Like he was, you know, first team all-conference guy coming in, maybe doesn't have uh, the great numbers in terms of rushing yards, but he's got 11 Rushing touchdowns on the season, which is top ten in all of Division II football. He's averaging 4.6 yards per carry. The other thing about that, he doesn't have to do it by himself. DeAndre Duhart actually had a really good game um, against Miles in the victory. He's also at 4.6 yards uh, per carry as well. Jalen Taylor at 5.2 yards per carry. This is a is a is a team that really can run the football, talking about Benedict. You know, I look at the quarterback in Aeneas Dennis uh, for Benedict. You know, he's completing sixty-four percent of his passes. He's got ten touchdowns to only two interceptions on the season. And by the way, Benedict—I th- mean—they throw the football, but they run it w- way more than they. I mean, generally, your your run your pass to run balance is going to be more in the run category, generally speaking, for most football teams, no doubt. But the Tigers run it an inordinate amount more than they pass the football 279 rushes to 186 pass attempts yet uh look at Dennis uh 245 yards passing per game so this is a good Benedict offense it is it is it is very good you know it's hard to say it's underrated right because you look at the numbers they look good you know that offensive line is is really really good i don't know that it's the same Benedict offense that it was last year something uh, tells me without having the numbers in front of me last year was more of a prolific offense uh last year thing about Benedict I mean the offense is 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 good <laughs> where Benedict is hanging its hat is on the defensive side of the football look at the numbers they only it up 55 yards rushing per game only giving up 109 yards passing per game. Okay, now you can look at it and say, well, maybe they haven't played, you know, prolific offenses and so forth. I mean, that was a battle against this good miles football team uh, that Benedict beat and showed that even though maybe the Tigers hadn't played um, a lot of great opponents to that point in the season, they could still go toe to toe uh, with a good football team and had to come back. Remember, scored a touchdown late to win that football game. We got to give some love. I mean, we give. You know, you get, we give plenty of love to Lubert Danilis. we begin giving a lot of love to Jaden Broughton, who, I mean, he leads the team in tackles for loss at 16. Again, both Broughton and Danilis sort of neutralized against Miles in terms of uh, in tackles for loss and sacks. But we got to give some love to Giovanni Melador. He's got four interceptions on the season. It's one of the reasons why this pass defense is really, really good uh, for Benedict as well. Probably underrated. And by the way, Benedict's got 40 sacks on the season. Something's got to give here. 40 sacks by Benedict on the season. Only five sacks given up on the season by Fort Valley State. Something has got to give In this football game. You know. As far as a prediction. And I look at this game. And I look at the game last year. And you look at the opponents. And you know. Maybe Benedict's not dominating like it was on last year. Maybe more of that is from an offensive perspective. But they're taking care. The Tigers are taking care of the football. Both in the running game. And passing only two interceptions. uh, On the season as well. I think it's going to be hard for Fort Valley State to go into Columbia and win this football game. Now, you look at this Fort Valley State team, it's a team that's used to being, you know, having some games uh, on TV, ESPNU uh, on last year, or or this year, I should say, with the Tuskegee game last year um, as well. Benedict, maybe not so much. I don't think the lights have anything to do really with either team. I think it's going to be hard. For Fort Valley State to go into Benedict, I think Fort Valley State is a good football team, but I like Benedict in this football game and I like the Tigers to remain undefeated. If I had to give a score, I probably would say um, uh, my gut is telling me Benedict by 10, 11 points or somewhere I should say between 10 and 14 points in this Football game. Your thoughts? You can hit me up via Twitter at dware1 at dware1. Super excited about this football game tonight. Um, you know the SIAC has had some really good football games. I mean, this game last year uh, was a big game. Your SIAC championships, but this is about as big a football game in the SIAC um, that I can remember in quite some time. Uh, you know, you can look at the year end games between Tuskegee and Miles for the Western Division, a championship when the SIAC was in uh, divisional play. But this is a big time football game and one of the bigger games the SIAC has had in a good little while. So hit me up via Twitter at dware one follow me while you're there and uh, let me your, know your thoughts on the HBCU national game of the week between Fort Valley State and Benedict. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can find us on the Box to Row YouTube channel. You can watch us there. Also, uh, on, our, uh, on our website at Box2Row.com as well as iHeartMedia.com, where you can download and listen. Listen, on the weekend edition of Box to Row, we're going to catch up with Grambling head football coach Hugh Jackson on the program. Also, we got another celebrity guest picker, okay, Isaac keys okay you know the film uh, or not the film but the uh the program power force okay it's power force which comes on stars he plays the role of diamond now when we talk and i'm just giving you this uh you know giving you kind of a pre deal uh here uh we're not going to be able to talk with him about the film because of the strike okay Uh, not the film but the 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 uh talk with him not about the film but about the show because uh of the strike uh however you know he played and played football at Morehouse graduated from Morehouse played football in the National Football League so we'll talk a lot about that as well and he's gonna be our celebrity guest picker all of that on the weekend edition of Box to Row talk with you tomorrow
0: we hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you. And on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142. And on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram
1: for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.